Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10 4. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Yeah, it was a battle at the end, uh, closer than I thought it was going to be there with two or three laps to go. I thought we were in the catbird seat and then we the seat and then we caught those lap cars in the front of my car just quit turning and Pocono I thought we were really fast there. I just we uh, we just didn't qualify good and, and restarts never went our way. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Procore Construction Management Software. Reduce rework and finish jobs faster with Procore. And by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength from the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina. Here is your host, Steve Post. Hello again. This is NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network, and we are so glad you joined us for our tour around the NASCAR world. Steve Post filling in for Mike Bagley here tonight, joined by the MRN crew across the board, everyone picking up a piece of this puzzle and putting it together, and we have got a great program for you here tonight. We are glad you joined us. You know, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, the big three talk, has been the talk of the season. Who's the fourth driver? As we get closer and closer to Ford Championship weekend, well, Kyle Ricky, he'll join us to discuss who we think might be that fourth driver. After Kevin Harvick finally got the win in New Hampshire, we'll look at Stuart Haas Racing and their struggles this season. We'll also check in with Matt McCall. He talks with Kyle Ricky, of course, Matt, the winning crew chief for Kurt Busch last week at Kentucky. We'll preview the Tricky Triangle, our return there this weekend for the Gander Outdoors 400. And a whole lot more. It is NASCAR Live. So glad you joined us. But first, Kim Kuhn is here to catch us up with the hottest headlines in NASCAR. Kim? Kevin Harvick earned SHR's first cup win of the year Sunday in Loudoun, New Hampshire. It was back-to-back wins at the Magic Mile for Harvick. In victory lane, Kevin held the giant 22-pound lobster, a trophy that has become one of the most unique in the Cup Series. He even made his son Keelan kiss the race in crustacean. 
In his post-race media center availability, Harvick revealed Keelan had a fun weekend, getting into a bit of trouble hanging out with SMI's president, Bruton Smith. He sat up there with Bruton Smith yesterday, and all they did was eat ice cream. <laughs> and how do you tell Bruton no? You can't tell Bruton no. He made us, he made us eat the Dove bars. How many did you eat? Three? Mom wasn't happy. I said, if you have a problem with it, you take it up with Bruton. So we ate all we ate we ate all of Bruton's Dove bars and, and his uh, corn dogs yesterday, didn't we? I didn't. I did. I had three of them. Oh, come on, Mom! It's hot out there, and ice cream helps. It's incredible it took Harvick and even the entire SHR organization this long to win. We'll have more on that coming up in the show. Matt DiBenedetto earned his second top five in a matter of five races on Sunday. It was the team's best finish at an oval track this year. Dee Burrito finished fourth at Sonoma, driving for Levine Family Racing. And top fives feel like a win for Matt and his team. These ones are so satisfying because it's not like we lucked into it or, you know, we qualified up there and then raced up there and it just shows how how good my guys are because we um, we missed all final practice too so we we're kind of behind the eight ball and we had to really adjust on the car a lot and you know my team my crew chief wheels everybody they just knew what to do to dial us in and make the right calls and put us there at the end it's just runs like this and sonoma and stuff like that are by far the most satisfying because you just legitimately race up there and show you know we we belong up there and on our days where we do everything right we uh we can keep improving as a team on saturday at new hampshire christopher bell won his fifth nascar xfinity series race of the season the big three in the xfinity series of he cole custer and tyler reddick have now won 13 of the 18 races this season and in sad news the racing world woke up sunday and mourned the loss of colleague racing's crew chief nick harrison harrison was the crew chief on justin haley's number 11 car and was in new hampshire on saturday atop the pit box Many drivers, teams, and others in the NASCAR world have paid their respects to Nick with nice tweets about the man and the friend he was. Harrison was 37 years old. I'm Kim Kuhn. For more on what's trending in NASCAR, visit our social media channels at MRN Radio and visit our website, MRN.com. Thank you, Kim. Coming up, we're revisiting Pocono Raceway this weekend, so we will revisit the first race back in June with the Backtracks. And later we'll talk... Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change. Like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mmm, yeah. I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it. Drum solo. Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, both of all agents. We've got a Pocono refresher with a Backtracks next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments. Experience realistic racing simulators and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. Wings Nation with Steve Post, Aaron Evernham, and Ashley Streming. Your destination for all things Wings Sprint Cars. Each Saturday at 8.30 and 11.30 a.m. on MAV-TV. Live at noon on WingsNation.com and Facebook Live. Join us for in-depth conversations with drivers and personalities that make up the greatest dirt racing on earth. The Winged Nation Preview Podcast each Thursday previews the upcoming weekend. Winged Nation, Winged Sprint Car Talk covering dirt tracks all across America. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Steve Post. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. You know, it wasn't that long ago that we were at Pocono Raceway just back in June, and well, Kyle Busch, he dominated the race. Here's a refresher on that. It's our MRN Backtracks from earlier this year as you get ready for our return trip there this weekend. Field comes off turn number three, and here we go. The pole sitter, William Byron, has opted to start the race on the outside lane. You won't be using a lot of brake today, obviously, but just go ahead and drag him just a little bit. Get the shine knocked off of him. Copy that. And we choose lane with one to go, correct? Uh, yes, as you take one to go. And fourth, have a good one today, guys. Appreciate all the hard work. Execute all day. All eyes on the flag stand. Green flag is in the air, and the Pocono 400 is underway. Kurt Busch trying to figure it out. You know, he's a loose, but he's also bottoming out in the corner. As he said, it kind of developed midway through the run. They're trying to figure that out. They thought maybe they had a tire go down. That if you got something different with the shock, the top the plate side, but, dude, it's so weird and so bad. It's got to be a tire. Yeah, 10 for him, 10 for him. I've been asking. Obviously, we won't know what it is. We'll get the tire off, but we're going to work on it here for sure. Well, on the turn three, one car breaks loose up and into the outside wall for Austin Dillon. A solo spin. He was in a big pack of traffic into turn three. We're tore up, guys. Kick the car. Deck lid's knocked off of it. It's killed. Get it up. Look at it. What? Are we done or what? We're done. Mother. Pit lane is open. Jason Toy, Kurt Busch is back in. Yeah, they're still having issues on the right rear. Kurt just says he cannot feel the spring at all on the right side, so he's getting really tight over in turn three, and over in turn two, he's not able to put full throttle into it. So they're going to go ahead and change four tires here. They're going to try to make an adjustment during this pit stop. Is there any coaching as far as we just we have a, a really soft right rear, and that's just the way it's going to feel? I mean, it's definitely softer than we race. We put the rubber in there last time, which they got it almost where we unloaded practice-wise. So um, we're going to keep working on it. You know what I mean? Obviously, the feel is if it's not happy, then we'll, we're going to keep tuning on it. But, I mean, yeah, you got to drive what you have at the moment. Ten four, man. It's, it's nuts. Uh, I'm trying to pinpoint what's up. Ten four. Well, who says you can't go side-by-side side through the tunnel turn? If somebody did, they didn't tell Kyle Busch. Around Logano, he went. And now Kyle Busch is up to position number six. Trouble off turn two. Matt DiBenedetto gets sideways. Everyone else dodging left and right. DiBenedetto slides down toward the inside lane of the racetrack and comes to a rest. Did anything? Freaking hurts. Oh, God, he's an idiot. Take your time. Uh, leaders into one. Get four tires on it here. Yep, leaders are just into one. So take your time to get back on the exit for 
couldn't make it to the access road, damn thing won't turn. Trying to make it to you. Up against the outside safer barrier, you got one car up against the wall there. Is that Corey LaJoy? It is Corey LaJoy to the outside of turn two, scraped the wall, and now comes into my view here in turn three. He has made it to the access road. Right, clear down, clear down, clear down. We're done. I guess we hit the right front hard enough to be done. It was right rear. Ten four, buddy. Just could not tell if it was rubbing or not. Stop. Yeah, it stopped. This is an unscheduled stop for Martin Truex Jr. They've got a problem on their Toyota down here. Crew is just looking at it and continuing to have some smoke boiling out of the, I believe, out of the header pipe. Yeah, it's coming out of the pipe. We're done. Drop the valve. Suddenly. Green checkered flag is in the air, and the blue and white Credit One Bank Chevrolet Camaro from Chip Ganassi Racing and Kyle Larson. They take stage number two. And just maintain pace they get the green white checkered hair, and it's saving me fuel. Like I said, I'm not overly worried about it. I just want to make sure at this point we're going to start no better than 11, so I don't want to give up any more track position than we have to. Yeah, good strategy there. Win up stage. 4 It's going to. Put us at a disadvantage here to start the last stage, but it's hard not to capitalize on those stage points and bonus points when we can get them. Whoa, William Byron way high in turn one. Does a great job of keeping it out of the wall. May have just touched the wall at the exit of turn one. Get away from the wall. See the right side, please. Right side's great. Might have scraped the right rear barely. Other than that, it's good. Two drivers out front are the two drivers that have dominated here of late. Kyle Busch, he's been to victory lane a couple of times in the last three races. I don't know where I'm getting. I'm getting beaten along. I don't know why. I'm driving the out of it. It goes over the bumps, and it's just inconsistent. It could be tight. It could be loose trying to get to the bottom. And then once they get to the bottom, it's just locked tight. He's hanging throttle down there and using a little bit more brake get back rolling a little sooner on throttle. They had an uncontrolled tire, and Kevin Harvick, who was able to get off the pit lane in front of Kyle Busch on that exchange, is going to have to make a pass-through penalty. We look up at the head of pit road, and here comes Kevin Harvick. Up the pit here, up and out back. You got a tire down now or something. Keep coming here, okay? You're okay. Power steering just went out. Power steering has gone out and not a good place to have it go out on a very flat, very long racetrack. Definitely the power steering pump. Best case scenario, the cap's off. Like put some fluid in it and go, but I'm pretty sure that's not going to be the case. Just have a belt. All your tools ready. I mean, whatever happened when we jacked it up on the pit stop, is all, that's why I asked about the smoke. Off turn number three, out onto the front straightaway. The checkered flag is in the air. And win number four of 2019. And it's a milestone win for Kyle Busch. Hell yeah. Great job, guys. Awesome car. Thank you very much. Woohoo! Look at that last lap. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Way to stick with it. That is our backtracks from Pocono just back in June. Now, coming up, we'll discuss Stuart Haas Racing's struggle and what the drivers say is the reason they have not been dominating this year. And we'll Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I- I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The rules. Delivery availability varies. Delivery charge may apply. 
This is one of the greatest days of racing. A picturesque setting for a racetrack, one of the best that we go to throughout the course of the year. You know when you come here, you're probably going to see things happen that you will not see anyplace else. Oh, my Campgrounds are full, the fans are filing into their seats, and we are just about ready to get things going. Awesome to hear this place is sold out once again this year. It's going to be an exciting one here today. Plan your weekend at a Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race today by visiting nascar.com slash tickets. What do Stuart Haas Racing drivers say has held them back this year? We'll talk about it next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. NASCAR Coast to Coast on MRN.com and Motor Racing Network's Facebook. Join me, Kyle Rickey, and Hannah Newhouse as we talk with the next generation of NASCAR stars and established local and regional racers each Wednesday at 1 Eastern Time. Or subscribe, download, and listen on your favorite podcast provider. NASCAR Coast to Coast. Grassroots NASCAR Racing from the Motor Racing Network. Whelan would like to congratulate Kevin Harvick and his number four Stuart Haas Racing Pit Crew for their win at New Hampshire Motor Speedway on Sunday. They are the Whelan Trusted to Perform Pit Crew of the Week. With 36 laps to go, the leaders pitted for tires, while Harvick's crew chief, Rodney Childers, chose to stay on the track. You know, the guys that were leading the race, I was really surprised that they that they pitted. You know, when we went green with 80 to go, we had already decided that if there's another caution, we're not going to pit unless we get shuffled back to 8th or ninth, and we can maybe put some tires on and drive back up through there. But when I told him to stay out, I honestly thought we would restart somewhere in the first two rows. And then everybody pulled in. And we're sitting there, the leader, when I, when he comes into sight, I'm like, what in the world? You just don't ever know when that's going to work out. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Steve Post. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Kevin Harvick's win at New Hampshire was surprising for many reasons, but one of the biggest was that it took so long for any of the Stuart Haas race cars to reach victory lane. Now, here's a look at what had plagued Stuart Haas Racing from the start of the season. And as we approach the playoffs, there's one fact that stands out amongst everything. Stuart Haas Racing only has one win in 2019. This is a race team that houses four drivers who run up front every week and drive Fords that have been performing extremely well. They did not score a victory until New Hampshire, more than halfway through the season. we got action on pit road. We do. There's seven laps to go before the end of the stage. Here's Kevin Harvick peeling off the racetrack. He restarted after the competition caution in 10th. Has only been able to climb the leaderboard to 8th. He makes his way towards Steve Post. Loose wheel, the report for Kevin Harvick, and they were a little worried about it in watching the tape. Kevin Harvick won eight races last year in 2018 and was part of the big three that dominated all season. He's been plagued with issue after issue this season, but still managed to score five top five finishes. The last time Harvick was this deep into the season without a win was 2017, where it took until Sonoma to win. 
Now that Harvick has a win, he says the focus is preparing for the playoffs. You know, I think as as you look at uh, everything for us, you know we've been we've been running a lot better and, and just uh, have made mistakes here and there and, and not capitalize on on the cars that they've been bringing to the racetrack. So uh, just got to clean that up and, and try to get to victory lane more. So if we if we can do that and gain, gain some more points, you know that that always goes a long ways when you start playoffs. The same story for Clint Boyer. A good 2018 with two wins and five top fives so far this year, but no trips to victory lane. Boyer's number 14 is up front a lot, but for whatever reason, they can't seem to close the deal. Three wide as they split the lap car of Cody Ware. Harvick goes all the way to the bottom. Boyer up top. It's going to pay off for Kevin Harvick. He pulls away, regains the lead off turn two. The start of our season is, is just one or the other. Everybody, you know, works hard in the offseason, puts in the due diligence, um, you know, and, and works hard to, to make sure that we hit, you know, uh, the ground running. And, and sometimes that doesn't work. You know, uh, last year with the Stuart Haas cars, we did. We rolled through the West Coast swing, came out a handful of confidence, didn't really need to work on much. We had a lot of strengths, had a few weaknesses that we need to polish up. Um, but we really were uh, strong early and, and got that point space established early and, and um, you know, was, was that, rode that wave on through the summer months. Uh, this year, we, we missed, man. We, we weren't exactly where we wanted to be, where we thought we would be, where the plan was um, through the, the West Coast swing. But once you get back um, with a group like we have, um, a group of racers, you know, in the trenches at Stuart Haas Racing, you knew it wouldn't take long to, to get to the punch and, and get our cars right and, and you know, um, meeting after meeting after meeting, um, talk after talk, and, and, you know, the people. It all comes back to the people working uh, tirelessly to, to get our cars turned around, and I think the results, uh, you know, the last month really proved it. Eric Almarola could have multiple wins by now if the speed had been there. He's fallen short from that issue at several tracks. Outside lane has the Money Lion Ford Mustang of Ryan Blaney. He'll squeeze out in front of Eric Almarola. Give the lead to the pole sitter Blaney on lap 252. They race to one. Almarola has 10 top 10 finishes. That's 50% of his time behind the wheel of this season has ended with a top 10 run. Uh, I still feel like we have work to do. I mean, I think all of us feel that way. Everybody at the shop and, and all the drivers and crew guys, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, a work in progress. We're, we're finding speed and we're, you know, we're qualifying really well and, and, you know, we're making our race cars go fast, but then there's a, there's a whole other element, um, which is, really important and it's raceability in the car and so we're just trying to work through that making our cars race better um in traffic and in all the situations that we get put in the race we just there's more work to do daniel suarez feels like his team is so close to capturing victory but there's still that last piece missing he's had two top five finishes which is more than he's ever had at this point in the schedule he's been up front often but that's not enough. But the battle for Gordon is on. Suarez trying to wedge his way under Kyle Larson. We've been waiting for Suarez to appear in the top five. Why do we say that? Because he was so good all weekend long. Right now, Suarez on the bottom. They are stacked up to his outside. I feel consistency-wise, yes. I feel like in the past, in the last two years, I have had good runs. I have had top threes, uh, pole positions. Uh, you know, with his second in Pocono and second somewhere else Charlotte all-star race and stuff like that so we've been we've been close knowing the consistent basis uh, and today in this year we've been closer uh, in the consistent basis which is good I mean we've been fast on Fridays for who knows for, long, for how long three or four weeks now so 
that's that's good. I mean, we have had more speed, raw speed out of the truck, which is great. So feel good about it. I don't feel like we are exactly where we need to be just yet, but I feel like slowly we're we're heading there. Well, maybe things are turning for Stuart Haas Racing just in time for the playoffs as all four drivers are putting the pieces together. Now, speaking of Kevin Harvick, he's our AutoZone Driver of the Week. Got a job to do? Need parts fast? Check out AutoZone.com. You can get exactly what you need when you need it with free same-day store pickup and next-day free delivery on orders over $35. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Coming up, we've got Pocono previews and later, Matt McCall. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. I'm Matt DiBenedetto, driver of the number 95 Procore Toyota Camry. On race day, you can save a ton of fuel by drafting in the pack, but you'll never win if you don't stay up on the wheel. It's like in the construction business. You can either keep up with the competition or leave them in the dust with the Procore Construction Management Platform. Whether you're a GC, specialty contractor, or owner, Procore's software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. To learn more, visit Procore.com. It's time for Pocono again, and we'll hear what drivers expect. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. You hear it every week. Just want to thank the whole team and uh, all our guys back in Denver. Everybody supports this team. They're the unsung heroes of NASCAR, and their life is the pit. This is Rocco Williams, and for 10 years, I've jacked up some of the biggest names in auto racing, and now I'm jacked to bring it all down to street level and acquaint you with the guys behind the wall and back at the shop. Join me on MRN Crew Call, presented by Money Lions, every Wednesday on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are found. Looking towards the weekend? Aren't Thursdays a drag? Hours too. Get your weekly dose of nitro-fueled NHRA talk every Thursday on the Straight Line, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is Ralph Shaheen. Join Doug Herbert and myself as we talk with the biggest names, both past and present, to ever stomp down on the loud pedal. Top fuel, funny car, pro stock, motorcycles, you name it, we talk about it. Don't miss a straight line. Thursdays on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever your favorite podcasts are heard. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Steve Post. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Pocono was called the Tricky Triangle for a reason. It's not an easy track, but the talk this week is the traction compound. NASCAR Today Middays, Kyle Rickey tells us what the drivers think and are hoping Pocono will deliver. NASCAR's elite drivers are back at Pocono Raceway for the final time this season. Kyle Busch dominated the race there back in June, earning his fourth victory, but hasn't won since. The big talking point going into the tricky triangle is the traction compound to help with creating more grooves on the racetrack. Kurt Busch thinks the compound is a good idea. I think uh, it, it will definitely help with creating different lanes and being able to produce a lap time not in the optimum groove. That's been the tough part about Pocono and some of the other tracks. The optimum groove is utilized, and that's where the best lap time comes from. 
therefore there's not a lot of passing for the lead. If we can create a, a second lane or a third option and be able to run a really good lap time as the second or third place guy, then you have a chance of passing the leader. So I think it's a good option to try out and uh, you have to commend the tracks and Goodyear and NASCAR. Uh, and the drivers all working together to find the best product. Kevin Harvick says Pocono was a turning point for his team where they realized they could have won and they were getting close to scoring a victory. You know, we're still building um, and, and, and trying to get the cars you know, exactly where, where we'd like them to be. But Pocono was, was definitely a race we could have won you know, with, with the circumstances um, going right. It seems like on the days where... Um, we've had chances to win. We've just either made mistakes um, or we've, or we've uh, you know, had something go wrong. So, you know, it's, it's probably been three or four, maybe five times this year that, that we've had those opportunities and, and just haven't capitalized on them. But Pocono was definitely definitely one of those races. I feel like, you know, we've, we've, we've been um, able to hopefully make the car better than it was last time. I think we've done that every week. So, you know, I think as you go there with PJ1, uh, a lot of that came from, you know, the, the meeting at Daytona with communication from the from the drivers and NASCAR and everybody, you know, trying to figure out how to make the racing better there. And, and with these particular cars and, and the way that passing has been so difficult, you know, lanes are a good option, um, you know, for all of us uh, to make the racing better. So, you know, I think from the outside looking in, the, the race is... is okay to watch uh, from inside the car it's a little bit frustrating just because of, of how difficult it has been to pass at, at some of the some of the racetracks so I think with as much better as we are as a sport in adding the PJ1 uh, at a lot of these racetracks and, and seeing the results that you I mean it, it was way better at Kentucky than, than it had been in the past um, you look at this particular racetrack in Bristol, we've, we've just done a lot better job. And you look at the, the science that goes into um, when you spray it, how you spray it, all the things that, that come into play. Um, long and, the long and short of the story is we've just become a lot better at, at, the, at, the, at the traction compound and the things that, that, that we do and when we put it down and where we put it down. Joey Logano also credits Pocono for lessons learned. And while the compound will change the track a little, He's excited to see if they can learn from mistakes. We definitely learned a lot in, in Pocono. I feel like we, we made a lot of mistakes, and I feel like we learned a lot from that. So I, I don't see mistakes as such a negative thing. I just kind of think it's a positive because we learned from a lot of them. And with the PJ1, that'll change some things. I still think what we learned is, is valuable. But, yeah, the, the groove will probably move around. Things will be different. Yeah, it might come back a little bit like the when they had that paved section with the old asphalt there. You know, we used to call it the grip strip, but I don't know, call it whatever you want. But, that, you know, it may kind of play that way a little bit more like it used to. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm kind of excited about uh, getting back there. Kudos to Pocono and NASCAR on that one, though. I mean, try something, right? Um, I think it was, you know, maybe not one of our, our best races, and I think that was probably well-documented afterwards. And let's let's try something to make it better. And I think, honestly, this, this um, tracking compound that we've been laying down at these racetracks has not hurt. Um, you know, I, I think Kentucky without it wouldn't have been the same race i don't think it would have been as good as what it was and it'd been really hard to pass without it um, but i think that uh the ability to move up the racetrack and cars be able to go to the bottom and be about the same speed and be able to find clean air i created a lot of passing uh, more passing than i thought they would be so i thought that was a, a game so when you look at that and you look at how pocono was without it let's try to apply it and try something different and 
you know, we're going to learn as, as a team one thing, but I think as a sport we're going to learn what corners it used was the best. You know, maybe we need to apply it thicker in, in other corners and other than some, uh, you know, with three corners there, and maybe some need it more than others. Um, yeah, I think so. How much does it wear out? How often do you reapply? We learn that as we race. There's no scientific... Uh, you know, way of figuring that out until we race early. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is hoping that the added traction compound will change the outcome of their race after they struggled there back in June. Um, yeah, I mean, we looked at Pocono, and I felt like our biggest thing was we needed to be faster through the tunnel turn. Uh, we felt like we had decent straightaway speed, felt like we were okay in turn three, uh, or turn uh, one. I felt like we struggled in turn three a little bit. We got that a little bit better throughout the race, but um, you know we know that we need to focus on the tunnel, um, especially for qualifying. And then I felt like for racing, turn three for the race. So we got some ideas and, and things that we want to try, but um, you know we'll have to see how the track, um, you know, conditions change what what we struggled with. It might make it better, and, and we might be right where we need to be, but. Um, we, we do know the things that we needed to work on. Rookie Daniel Hemrick is confident that his team has ironed out the problems that they had at Pocono back in June and is hungry for a top 10 finish. Yeah, last time we were there, it was uh, a new variable for everyone as far as learning this, you know, low horsepower, high downforce, drag duck package. And, and you know, we executed about as good as we could as far as our race team was concerned uh, to run, you know, inside the top 15. And the good thing is it was so fresh to all of us. It was only a couple of weeks ago. So we can really dive in hardcore and pick out the things we did good, the things we did bad, and really maximize, you know, how to go there and, and do all those things that we did good better and eliminate things that we didn't do good. Um, I think because it's been so recent, track track conditions are going to be similar. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's, uh, we're going to spray the racetrack with the juice or PJ1 or whatever you want to call it. So that throws in another variable for everyone to figure out. But it being so recent allows us to really focus on um, the little things that can uh, help our top 15 run become a solid top 15 run. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, Matt McCall. And later, we discuss the Xfinity Big 3 and potentially the Big 4. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Kyle Ricky talks with Kurt Busch's crew chief, Matt McCall, about their crazy few weeks. That's coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. 
This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Petties, Earnhardts, and Waltrips, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. He is the envy of the racing world. I assumed that Ryan, Bubba, and Chase were all busy, and I was the next in the pecking order. <laughs> she goes way back. When did you meet? Seventh grade, uh, sixth grade? No, ninth grade. That was a minute ago. And he just wants to be friends. Are we friends? No. It's the Sunday Money Podcast. Join Corey LaJoy, Daryl Mott, and Lauren Fox as they detail what it's like to live the racing lifestyle both on and off the track. Download and subscribe to Sunday Money on iTunes, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. It's butts and nuts jammed in there. Motor Racing Network presents Building Toward the Playoffs, presented by Procore. Kevin Harvick got his first win of the season on Sunday at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. He says it was all or nothing to have his spot in this year's playoffs. I just told him, I said, we were leaving on a tow truck or winning the race today. You know, I, I think it's just that point in, in the way that racing is now. You, um, you know, with all the chances that you have to take, and, and whether it's from strategy or blocking or pushing somebody out of the way, I mean, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. I feel like I did what I was supposed to do to, to try to win the race. Or just, you know, when you're in position, you you just have to lay it all out there and see what happens. Whether you're a GC, a specialty contractor, or an owner, Procore's construction management software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. No matter what you're building, Procore can help you finish ahead of the competition. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It's been a wild few weeks for Kurt Busch and the number one Chevy team over at Ganassi Racing. While it looked grim after Daytona, his win at Kentucky the following week made a big difference. Our Kyle Rickey talked with crew chief Matt McCall about making those decisions at Daytona and Kentucky and how he's handled the season. Guys hanging out with one of the uh, crew chiefs here in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series uh, garage. A very successful crew chief here. And especially in the last couple weeks, uh, Matt McCall joins us here on NASCAR Live. Re- most recent winner at Kentucky Speedway. But I uh, want to ask you about your roller coaster the last two weeks. You won last week, and then, well, we know what happened at Daytona. But uh, kind of walk us through your last 14 days or so. Yeah, I mean, the Daytona thing is one of those, uh, I mean, I think you try, to, uh, you try to make all the right choices and, we thought we made the right choice until I guess you would call lightning struck us is what uh, I think Kurt put with it. And then uh, I tried to believe that lightning would strike you twice, right? So fortunately, Kentucky worked out pretty good. But, yeah, I mean, I don't uh, – it's – the way this sport is, I feel like you have to you have to forget pretty quick. Even after you win, you've got you to move on to the next race. So uh, after Daytona, man, it's a little easier to forget uh, when it didn't work out how you needed it to. And then taking a little longer after Kentucky to, start to forget about that. There was a lot of talk after Daytona, before Kentucky – especially with the drivers, about trying to get on the same page as NASCAR, trying to get the same data that they were getting. Was there much talk between yourself as the crew chief and NASCAR? Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, that's something that definitely came up. You know, I don't. Uh, I think the lightning thing. Not that it's new, but it's the first time it's actually caused probably a, the maybe not maybe you don't call it the outcome of the race, but definitely some different results. Um, and I feel like they've they've done a good job of trying to communicate with us here to try to understand what uh, what tools they're using because that's the biggest thing. As long as we are using the same tool, that's really all that matters. How big was that win at Kentucky Speedway? Now that you're in the playoffs and you kind of have a little bit of that pressure off your back here the next nine weeks. Yeah, I mean it's huge. I mean I feel like uh, 
I mean, not just not just for me, but our team, our whole organization. Uh, I feel like this year we've been somewhat close. Uh, you know, just hadn't been able to capitalize. Our car hadn't quite enough, didn't have quite enough speed, and then it worked out where we tried to put a little more speed in our car um, at Kentucky. And sometimes you do that, it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Unfortunately, it worked out well. How's the relationship gelled between you and Kurt here this first half of the season? I, mean, I think it's going pretty good. Um, I think uh, we have the the same hard head mentality, um, I, uh, which I think is which is a plus. I mean, I think uh, every time if you're not the fastest in practice or you're not uh, if you don't qualify on a pole, you win every race. You're, you're disappointed or mad or upset, whatever word you want to use. And, and and he has the same approach, and I feel like I do. Our team has that same approach. So it's been been pretty nice at jail. We've talked a little bit this year, a little bit about this new package here in 2019. We're heading to back to a lot of these racetracks a second time. Without giving a lot of the secrets away, how much do, do these cars evolve week to week? Even Pocono, going back there next week, just in the last six or seven weeks. Yeah, I mean, it changes every week, right? I mean, like you're trying to bring a faster car to the track, uh, and I feel like that it, that's what you try to do. Um, every Monday you go in, week up, you think you have the car prepared that you're going to run the week of, and you're going to make changes until you load it completely. And then obviously you'll still adjust it to the track, but as far as overall performance, uh, it's definitely it's a, it's an evolution. And part of the evolution now is the racetracks themselves with PJ1. We've talked about it at Kentucky and New Hampshire. We're going to look to it this week at, at Pocono, and I think Michigan has played with it. Bristol has obviously played with it. How much has that factored into how you approach a weekend, knowing that, like, like in Pocono next week, it's going to be completely different from when you were there in June? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, I guess it's the same for everybody. It's the only thing you can look at, right? I mean, so that's, uh, that's the plus side, but it definitely, it's definitely more curveballs. Um, you know, I mean, uh, they try to do, give us some information on what the mu change is as far as the grip level. Um, and then you sort of have to use your notes and history of what you think is, uh, how it's going to work out through an event. A lot of people don't know. You're a driver, a former driver in late models. I guess you still play with late models every once in a while. How does that help? you on this side of the fence as a crew chief in this series with these cars yeah i mean i i think the biggest thing is just just driving experience right i mean i think uh there's there's things that kurt may be talking about or feel that it's just a different description that maybe you can't pick out of what your tools are saying or doing um i mean i i think the and plus it's just the 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 racing side driving side is something that i think a lot of people aspire to do um and i think i was fortunate enough to get to play with that a little bit and then to get on this side of the the fence i guess you would say still still not a real job but uh the it i think it works out well to have a little bit of communication of what uh, maybe what he's feeling at times any plans to get back in the wheel here later this year maybe i guess does the schedule allow you to do that yeah i mean really thanksgiving is really the race that works out the easy well it's not easy but the the better side of it i mean it really depends on um, how everything goes throughout the year. You know, I would say right now it'll be a push for me to race it all this year, though. Well, best of luck to you as the crew chief of this team for the rest of the season, and uh, we'll be seeing you down the road here in Pocono. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, Kyle. And coming up, Kyle is going to join us in studio. We'll talk the Xfinity Series and the Big Three, or possibly the Big Four, and later we'll have a look at this week in NASCAR history. Got a job to do? At AutoZone, we have all of the free services to help you do it right. Like our free AutoZone Loan-A-Tool program. You can choose from over 100 specialty tools and borrow the one you need, free of charge. Getting the job done just got easier. And right now is the perfect time to help make sure your AC is running cool with AC Pro Premium Refrigerant. It recharges your AC and helps seal common leaks. Let us help you at more than 5,600 locations nationwide. Deposit required. Restrictions and details in store. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, what's that look on your face? Defeat? 
You want to save more money? Then start playing as a team. Bundle home and auto with Progressive. That's how you win big savings. What? You need music to get pumped? Let's do this. Hold on, I'm going to turn it up. That's too loud. Yeah, that's better. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Who could make the Xfinity Series Big 3 a party of four? Kyle, Ricky, and I will discuss it next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics' scanners and headphones, we can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. Quality drinks and unmatched customer service is the name of the game. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom flavor-infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. Over 25 flavors, there's something for everyone. Visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Open daily from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Steve Post. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The NASCAR Xfinity Series has been a three-man show, essentially, between Tyler Reddick, Cole Custer, and Christopher Bell this season, and it's been all big three talk. But should these three names make it to the championship at Homestead? And the question is, who would be the fourth? We got their answers to that question. He'll see the checkered flag, and Christopher Bell wins the Go Bowling 250 at Richmond Raceway. Uh, I think you got to look at Allgaier. He's, uh, you know, he's proven himself time and time again. Junior Motorsports is obviously down right now. Uh, I think they'll they'll be get it turned around at some point. I just I think he's the best guy that's not in the the big three, I guess. And I think we have a big three because our teams have better race cars and. Uh, I think Algar will be right there once they get their stuff going. Here comes Cole Custer to the inside off of turn number three. Will make the pass on Tyler Reddick and will win. Uh, I mean, I think everybody's kind of leaning towards Justin Allgaier. I think uh, he's always, you know, even though their cars haven't seemed to be the fastest this year, they've uh, he always seems to find a way during the race to race his way up there. He has a lot of experience, so I think uh, he's a guy that can just kind of muscle his way to the front. But, uh, you know, it's so long to the end of the year, it's hard to say, you know, the 98s always good at you know at the end of the races and stuff like that so it's going to be hard to say checkered flag in the air tyler reddick wins the ford ecoboost 300 now there's a lot of chat about michael and ed and you know he's 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 shown a lot of improvement this year i was talking to, to his crew chief about it and it seems like he's a lot more um not that michael wasn't focused but i think he just you know it's very easy to get down when things aren't going your way, and even I had that happen last year, and it seems like winning right out of the gate Daytona was a motivational boost for him, and he's just kept building off of that, and you know, that, that's good to see. I know that it was frustrating for, for him to, to not have last year go the way that he wanted to, and so I'm, I'm happy to see him run good. Uh, you know, I don't, want, I don't want him to beat me, but I'm, I'm glad to, to see him running better because I feel like the team has capability to it. Well, it seems like most of the drivers mentioned Justin Allgaier, who isn't a bad pick. We've got Kyle Ricky joining us to discuss who the best bets are. And, Kyle, uh, I, I do want to talk about who we think the fourth one is. But uh, be- before we do that, the big three, I am telling you, if you like excellence in racing, these three have been fun to watch this year. 
They have, uh, especially here in the last month or so. It seems like every week it's one, two, three, either Reddick, Bell, or Custer in, in some order, and they were in the top four again this past weekend in New Hampshire with Christopher Bell claiming the win. But, you know, what I like about the big three is that they're from three different organizations, three different manufacturers, all duking it out probably for, for this year's NASCAR Xfinity Series title when we get down to Miami. Absolutely. They have won 11 of the last 12 races. Only Ross Chastain at Daytona has messed up the big three on it. And, and, and Kyle, do we think, before we worry about number four, do we think there's anybody or any way these three can be denied a chance at Homestead and Ford Championship weekend? I mean, right now when you think of the big three going to Homestead, I think they're a lock. And I say mm-hmm. that because you look yep. at the playoff point column, the playoff points are obviously reset in every round of the NASCAR Xfinity Series playoffs. Christopher, Christopher Bell, 36 playoff points. Tyler Reddick, 18 playoff points. Cole Custer, 31 playoff huh. points. The next highest, Justin Allgaier with four playoff points. Huh. So when you just look at that column, I think you know they're, they're all but a lock. In, in into the final four. All right. I'm with you on that. I totally agree with you on that. It's going to be tough to pry them out. So we heard those guys talk about it. And as we mentioned, Justin Allgaier's name came up. Who do you think, uh, who's your who's your thoughts right now on who we might have as far as the fourth member of the championship four? There are two. Um, I think Austin Sindrick has come up, part of Team Penske. Yep. You know, he's done well on the road courses and obviously did well at, at the Roval last year in Charlotte, which is a part of the playoffs. I don't think he has the consistency, though, that Justin Allgaier has. Allgaier has been so strong all year. Two, uh, three second-place finishes, third last week at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway, runs well on the road courses and then some of the other tracks coming up. I think he'll, uh, he'll be the fourth guy racing for a title at the Homestead Miami Speedway come November. I, I think if I'm going to Vegas and putting my money down now, I'm with you on that. But I, but I want to toss another name out there, Okay. And we spent the first half of this half of the Xfinity Series talking about the struggles of Noah Gregson, okay? It, it was not yep. all that good of a start. Kyle, when you look at his last ten races, or last eight races, he has seven top ten finishes. The only one he didn't was a 15th place run at Daytona. So I'm, I'm thinking Noah Gregson is starting to establish himself and kind of do. I think this is what we expected Noah Gregson to do. It's just been a little late to the party, but he seems to be finding his rhythm as well. He's finding his rhythm, but I don't think – I don't know if top tens are going to make it. Yeah. And I talked to him over the weekend in New Hampshire, and he was excited about seeing progress. But he, at, I think, at this point of the season knows that there needs to be more progress, and he needs to be challenging for race wins and, and at least top five finishes. I agree. I can buy that. That is for sure. What, to me, is also fascinating about the Xfinity Series and, and, and how this plays into the big picture, we're not really sure. Maybe someone can sneak up and get a win. We're off to Iowa this week, but then we get into what I kind of call road course season, where three of the next four races are on road courses, and that can mix things up or maybe further establish one of our guys as, uh, a, a, as that fourth guy. It's always a fun part of the year when we do Watkins Glen, Mid-Ohio, and Road America. And, and with only 12 drivers racing for the playoff spot we saw what jeremy clemens did a couple of years ago and and kind of turned the playoff picture upside down for a lot of those drivers that were racing to try to be a part of the 12 driver playoffs we could very much see that same thing happen here over the next month with three road course races you throw bristol in there as well where anything can happen 
Let's not discount Chase Briscoe. He has a lot of experience yep. running the Ford program on Road Warriors as well. And uh, uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised, or I, I don't know about surprised. I think that team started good. I think they're still finding their way now at the midpoint, but a couple road course races could really play into their favor as well. Going to be fun stuff, that is for sure. And Motor Racing Network will carry you right through Ford Championship Weekend. Kyle, always a pleasure to chat and appreciate the time uh, breaking down the Xfinity Series with us here on NASCAR Live. I appreciate it. Look forward to uh, watching it all unfold and listening to it all unfold here on the Motor Racing Network this weekend in Iowa. Absolutely. The Xfinity Series is in Iowa this weekend. MRN will have full coverage of the U.S. Cellular 250 from Iowa Speedway starting Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Coming up, we've got some NASCAR history and a Jeff Gordon podcast tease. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing into back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan Gaughan gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. It's the Commercial Free Zone brought to you by AutoZone. Got a job to do? Need parts fast? Check out AutoZone.com. You can get exactly what you need when you need it with free same-day store pickup and free next-day delivery on orders over $35. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Now, back to your host, Steve Post. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Now, if you haven't started listening to MRN's latest podcast, you are really missing out. MRN presents Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior, and it covers Jeff's life on and off the track. Here's a small part of what you'll hear in Episode 3. Jeff Gordon out of turn number four, following Jimmy Spencer. He will lay claim to his first ever Winston Cup victory, and it comes in the Coca-Cola 600. I finally, I felt really happy because I had felt truthfully that Jeff was progressing faster than the team and I and we had let him down in some areas not giving him good enough cars or or helping him learn quick enough so some of our inexperience maybe was holding him back you don't suppose he's singing back home again in Indiana do you Jeff Gordon off turn four he's just got the one turn to negotiate to fight off everybody the crowd roaring they're on the feet to call the finish of the Rickyard 400 here's Mike Joy Brett Bodine closes in but the youngest driver in the field shall lead the home. Jeff Gordon of Pittsburgh, Indiana, upholds the honor of the Hoosier State and wins the inaugural Brickyard 400. If I looked at you know my NASCAR career, the one thing that, that, that really launched things to another level were the inaugural Brickyard 400, which was probably a global event in many ways because it's so historical. You know, everybody pulled for you, but when you start beating uh, the the guy that's owned it, you know, <laughs> the Intimidator, and the other guys, and all of a sudden, all the other fans, other than your fans, are, are on you. Winners, you're going to get that. If you win a lot, 
That's going to happen. Oh, Dale Earnhardt will do what he had to do. He will win the Napa 500 while Jeff Gordon grabs the 1995 NASCAR Winston Cup Championship here at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. You know, those two wins in 94 were huge, but I think 95, winning the championship in 95, just that putting a complete season together, winning, I think he won seven races, um, becoming a championship caliber team was was a, a huge defining moment and really sort of set the, the pace for us and myself in this sport for the next, I don't know, 18, 19 years. <laughs> That's episode three of Jeff Gordon, The Colorful Career of the Rainbow Warrior, and it's available now wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, kids, it's that time of the week. A little NASCAR history lesson with Susie Armstrong. Susie? Thanks, Steve. This week we flash back to 1989. The Batman soundtrack flies to number one on the album charts. Mike Tyson KOs Carl Williams in a minute and 33 seconds to win the heavyweight boxing title. A wave of radio stations convert their music libraries to the new compact disc format. And Bill Elliott surged by Rusty Wallace in the closing laps to win the AC Spark Plug 500 at Pocono Raceway. The Ernie Elliott engineered course Thunderbird of Bill Elliott exits the tunnel turn. Now the short shoot entering turn three. No traffic at all now as he comes high, drops it right down on that white line, low line. As they move off of turn three, Bill Elliott heads to the checkered flag. Bill Elliott won this race last year. He's on his way to making it two in a row for himself here at Pocono as he comes down to the line. This crowd comes to their feet and waves to Bill Elliott as he takes the checkered flag and wins the AC Spark Plug 500. 2000, Matchbox 20 goes straight to the top of the charts with Bent. Presidential hopeful George W. Bush chooses Dick Cheney as VP running mate. Comedian Dennis Miller launched his short, ill-fated career as a Monday night football color commentator. And Rusty Wallace took advantage of ill-fate on the track, nabbing the lead on the final lap and winning the Pennsylvania 500 at Pocono. White and blue Ford of Jeremy Mayfield storms off the second corner. Final time to get it done on the long pond stretch. Here's Burton looking to the outside, to the inside of Wallace for second. Now, Wallace chops it down to two car lengths, to one car length. Wallace to the inside. Wallace leads off two. Jeremy Mayfield is slowing as both cars go by. Rusty Wallace takes over the lead. Now he's going to have to fend off Jeff Burton. Here they come to turn number three. One final time. Rusty Wallace, Jeff Burton nose to tail. On the very last lap, Mayfield's car fails, falls off the pace. Here comes the race to the finish line. It is Rusty Wallace holding on Jeff Burton. And Rusty Wallace will win the Pennsylvania 500. 2006. Brad Paisley goes Global on country radio with the world. The planet's top pariah, Saddam Hussein, awaits trial for crimes against humanity. Tiger Woods celebrates his second straight victory in the British Open. And rookie Denny Hamlin pulled off the twofer at the Tricky Triangle, claiming checkers in the Pennsylvania 500 at Pocono Raceway. Honey, all I got has been Denny Hanlon Day all day. The rookie has shown the veterans how to get it done here at Pocono. Denny Hamlin leads Kurt Busch by an easy eight car lengths. Hamlin leads the field, headed toward the post. Earlier today, he was called a top-tier driver by one of the other crew chiefs, and he's a rookie. In his second appearance at Pocono Raceway, he's won his second race today, taking the Pennsylvania 500. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. That was our AutoZone commercial-free zone. Got a job to do? Need parts fast. 
Check out AutoZone.com. You can get exactly what you need when you need it with free same-day store pickup and free next-day delivery on orders over $35. Get in the zone, AutoZone. And with that, we are going to wrap up this edition of NASCAR Live. We appreciate Matt McCall joining us. Thanks to Kyle Ricky as well. He was a big part of the program. But more important than all of that, and we say it every time we wrap up a broadcast here on the Motor Racing Network, thank you for joining us here on this edition of NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida and was brought to you by Bloomin' Monday at Outback Steakhouse and by Hercules Tires right on our string. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett and Rich Colbrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.